Let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 2. And uh, thanks for coming to the class tonight. Um, no matter what church we go to, um, we have a Bible. We have the same Christ, the same Spirit. And so my, my hope and my prayer tonight is, is that Uh, is that something will bless you in this class. And when you go home tonight, uh, you'll have something in your mind that will be able to build you up and encourage you in your walk with God. Um, the book of Hebrews uh, as you know and as you've heard probably in earlier classes was written to the, uh, three different audiences. Okay, there were the unsaved Jews that were reading this book. There were Jews that were about to get saved because they were drawing close to the gospel and the fellowship. They were just very close to getting saved. Then there were those Hebrews that were saved, but uh, in some cases were tempted to go back because it was so difficult. Uh, I don't know how many of you in the room here had much persecution when you got saved. How many of you, how many of you experienced a measure of persecution. Um, the, um, in the case of the Jews here, uh, and same thing in Ukraine, when we were living in Ukraine, it was very similar to that, that when they got saved and they got baptized, then the family threw them out of the house and said that you are not going to get any inheritance and you're not going to be, we're not going to help you because you left the faith. So there was a lot of persecution. And I know that happens in Poland. Uh, I'm sure it does. Very Catholic families, maybe. And, um, and sometimes people get saved in Poland and then they get discouraged because of the difficulty that they face with their families. Um, uh, in America, it's a little different. Uh, it's kind of popular to get saved, I think. But not to be a disciple. Don't be too radical, but you can be saved. You know? It's cool to say things like, God has blessed me, or 
You know, and, and uh, everybody would everybody would receive that. But in the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, uh, I only want to talk about the first four verses, if that's okay. And then look at another uh, look at another portion of scripture in the book of Hebrews uh, later on. And uh, what I want you to do is, is uh, try to take one thing from this class. Just try to remember one thing. You know, so that when you leave, you know, you say, okay, I, I, I learned at least one... <laughs> I learned at least one thing from the class. Okay. So, um, let's read Hebrews chapter 2, um, verses 1. Let's start with verse 1. Okay, go ahead. Dlatego musimy tym baczniejszą zwracać uwagę na to, co słyszeliśmy, abyśmy czasem nie zboczyli z drogi. Therefore, we ought to give more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Um, what is that talking about? Uh, this verse is very often misunderstood. And um, sometimes people listen, read this verse and they misunderstand the meaning of it. Uh, the writer of Hebrews which is not, it's not listed who the author is, but I think the author of Hebrews is Paul. It's just my theory. Because if Paul wrote at the beginning of the book, Paul the Apostle writing to the Hebrews, uh, he was such a controversial person that they would have just rejected the book. So he just wrote it, he just wrote it anonymously. Um, he is writing here. We have to remember, what is he saying before verse 1? He is talking about, he is giving a challenge in verse 1. That is directly related to what he said before in chapter 1. In verse in chapter 1, he is saying that the Son of God, Jesus Christ, was so supremely great. And so powerful. And has had victory over his enemies that, that the readers of the book of Hebrews need to really take uh, take into consideration and concentrate on what is being said. Because if they would not these things would drift away. Okay, how many of you have ever experienced that before? You know, something that you've remembered 
coś, co pamiętałaś. But then later it's a little bit not so clear. A już po jakimś czasie to już nie jest takie jasne. That, that happened to me here, actually. I to mi się tutaj przydarzyło. You know, I used to live in Krakow. Mieszkałam w Krakowie. And so I'm, sometimes I'm seeing things and I'm not remembering exactly where everything is. I czasami widzę różne rzeczy i tak nie mogę sobie przypomnieć dokładnie, gdzie wszystko jest. Like, where is Babcia Malinas? Tak, gdzie jest Babcia Malina? And we went to go there to eat today. Poszliśmy tam dzisiaj zjeść. And we could, I couldn't, I couldn't, it's Znowu. It's, uh, and I couldn't remember exactly where it was. It slipped. This verse, chapter, chapter 2, verse 1, is not talking about our salvation slipping. But there are things that we learn that change our life, that are very powerful, that if we do not guard them, i jeżeli ich nie będziemy strzegli, like our convictions, tak jak nasze przekonania, our, our amazing memories that we have with nasze God, niezwykłe wspomnienia z Bogiem, które mamy, that if we do not guard them, jeżeli nie będziemy strzegli tego, then the devil will try to come in and steal these things. To diabeł będzie próbował podejść i kraść nam te rzeczy. There's a good exercise that I like to do. Jest takie dobre ćwiczenie, które lubię uh, robić. I like to think about my past with God. Lubię myśleć o mojej przeszłości z Bogiem. How God was faithful in my past. <coughs> Jak Bóg był wierny w mojej przeszłości. And just kind of sit down and think about it. Siąść sobie i tak myśleć and o And these are called godly memories. I to, są, to się nazywa Boże wspomnienia. Also, it's, I also like to think about important things that I learned as a new Christian. I również lubię myśleć o tych ważnych rzeczach, które się nauczyłem jako nowy chrześcijanin. Them, Bo jeżeli nie strzeżemy tych rzeczy, then they can, they can, they can drift away. to one mogą tak wymknąć się. The writer here of Hebrews, I think he is referring to a verse in the Old Testament in, in this verse, verse one. I myślę, że autor do hebrajczyków odnosi się tutaj do wersetu ze Starego Testamentu. That's Proverbs chapter 3, verse 21. The same words. My son, do not, do not let these things slip away. Yeah, keep them. You know, there are things about our salvation that we need just to keep. Są rzeczy dotyczące naszego zbawienia, które mamy zachowywać. That we are saved by grace. To, że zostaliśmy zbawieni z łaski. Że On podtrzymuje nas swoją mocą. That God's plan is not based on my behavior, but on God's faithfulness. Że Boży plan opiera się nie na moim zachowaniu, ale na Bożej wierności. And I think that if we guard these things, i ja myślę, że jeżeli będziemy strzec tych rzeczy, then we don't forget. What's the remember? What is the key word in the book of Deuteronomy? Who knows what that key word is? Jakie jest jakie jest kluczowe słowo w księdze Deuteronomy w piątej Mojżeszowej? What's the key word that you see there all all the time? Jakie jakie tam jest kluczowe słowo? Anybody know? Remember. 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 And what does the Holy Spirit do? A co duch święty czyni? Helps us remember. And that's what where where does that say that in the Bible? That verse. 
And the Holy Spirit will bring back to memory Is that John 16 or John 14? I'm getting, I want to have some feedback, some interactive operating system. That the Holy Spirit Ja sam wiem, ale po prostu wam pytam. <laughs> żeby to było interakcja, jak to jest po polsku. No właśnie, rozmowa. Żeby to było rozmowa. I w Anglii Jana 16 26 26 Myślałem, że I thought I knew. Okay, so the Holy Spirit helps us remember. So um, the work of the Holy Spirit keeps us. Right? And let's look at verse 2. For if the word spoken by angel was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect, in verse 3, so great a salvation? Bo jeśli słowo wypowiedziane przez aniołów było nienaruszalne, a wszelkie przestępstwo i nieposłuszeństwo spotkało się ze słuszną odpłatą, to jakże my ujdziemy cało, jeżeli zlekceważymy tak wielkie zbawienie? Now there's two, there's a contrast here. Jest tutaj taki kontrast. Do you see it? Czy widzicie to? It's a contrast of, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 19, that the law was given through the agency of angels, correct? Right? God gave the law through the ministration of angels to Moses. But the new covenant was given what? Directly from heaven, correct? And so what we want to see here, what the author is saying in Hebrews chapter 2, is that in the New Covenant, there is a lot more accountability than in the Old Covenant. Let's turn in our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12. And this is the, 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 the writer of the book of Hebrews expounds on this subject. Chapter 12, verse 25. Okay. So the idea that we're saying here, the first point I'm making is the second point is and the third point I'm going to give in the second and third I'm going to give it here in a minute see that you refuse not him that speaketh for they escaped not who refused him that spake on earth much more shall not escape if we turn away from him that speaks from heaven jeśli bowiem tamci odtrąciwszy tego który na ziemi przemawiał nie uszli kary to tym bardziej my, jeżeli się odwrócimy od tego, który przemawia z nieba, whose voice then shook the earth, ten, którego głos w tym czasie, but now hath promised, saying, yet once more I shake not the earth, but also heaven. 
Zapowiedział teraz Mumus jeszcze raz wstrząsnę, nie tylko ziemią, ale i niebem. See the contrast? Czy widzicie ten kontrast? Bóg dał prawo. The Moses' law. Prawo Mojżeszowe. This was given and it shook earth, didn't it? I to zostało dane i było i ziemia została wstrząśnięta. How did it shake the earth? Jak to miało miejsce? When God gave the Ten Commandments, every mouth was closed. You know, every mouth was closed. It was such a, such a comprehensive judgment that no one could open their mouth. To był tak przejmujący sąd, że nikt nie był w stanie otworzyć ust. No one could say I'm righteous. Nikt nie był w stanie powiedzieć ja jestem sprawiedliwy. No one could say I am innocent. Nikt nie był w stanie powiedzieć, że jestem No one could judge somebody else. Nikt nie był w stanie osądzić kogoś innego. And the law was given. Prawo zostało And the whole earth shook, didn't it? I i ziemia została wstrząśnięta. But there was a weakness there, wasn't there? Ale była w tym słabość. Because every mouth was closed. Bo wszelkie usta zostały zamknięte. But nobody, but nobody could understand how to have fellowship with God. Ale nikt nie nie rozumiał jak to mieć społeczność z Bogiem. Everybody was in a state of guilt and. Każdy był w stanie w stanie poczucia winy i sądu. Right. But no one could, no one could say, "I have fellowship with God." And the devil in the air could condemn and could accuse people and could attack people. But when Jesus came, God spoke once again. And not only did He shake the earth through the life of Jesus, but He also shook the heavens. How did He shake the heavens? Well, when Jesus died and rose from the dead, He went through the atmosphere. Do you remember? And He took, He led captivity captive. And the devil was defeated. And so the earth was shaken. And the devil that is operating in the air through projections and vibrations was also moved and shaken. The writer here is saying that if we neglect the law, the Ten Commandments. I mean, if somebody did that before the life of Jesus, there was a great consequence, right? Death. Like instant stoning or whatever. But the salvation now that we have through Christ is so much more complete and so much more effective that if we were to neglect this great salvation that we have and refuse him that speaketh, i więc gdybyśmy mieli zlekceważyć to wielkie zbawienie, które mamy i odmówić posłuchania tego, który przemawia i odrzucić obietnice, to bylibyśmy w o wiele większych kłopotach. You know, here's an example. Oto przykład. Czy za szybko? Do we need to have a cookie break? Może przerwa na ciasteczko. More sugar in the system. 
for example, Matthew chapter 5 says this. It said that um, the law of Moses said do not murder. Right? That's behavior activity. But Jesus said, I say, if you have a, a thought against your brother, you have already killed him. Isn't that much more, it is, it is much more serious, isn't it? I think a person under Moses' law could have all of these thoughts in his head and never kill anybody. But there's a problem there, right? It's the heart that's unconverted. That's a heart that is unregenerated. And there's hatred in the heart. But Jesus said, I came to address the heart, not just the outward actions. And this is why Christianity is so amazing. Is that God is not looking to convert our behavior. So that we walk around saying, praise the Lord, brother, everything is great, hallelujah, and then I want to kill somebody. No. Yeah, but like, yeah, and I, and I just say, you know, praise the Lord, but I hate my brother. That doesn't, that doesn't work. So the, what, the, what it's saying here is, is that God is shaking everything on earth and shaking everything in heaven. Um, This is a good thing to remember practically. Is that there are times in our life when the word of God shakes everything. You know, if you're a if you're a, a disciple and if you're a Christian, then there are going to be times when God speaks and everything just starts to shake. And why does he do that? Because God wants to take away those things that can shake and be moved. So that there is stability in our life. Right? God wants to cause disturbances in our life so that he can create stability. How many of us have ever had that happen? God speaks and everything shakes. My whole life just comes to a halt or or maybe God speaks to you and then there's a very big conflict in your life. Right? Maybe we've been living a certain way and then we think it's okay and then God speaks to us and we're like, Wow, my life has to be God has to change things in my life. I've been living a certain way and now I need to have God change things in my life. 
And this is what he's saying here. Uh, and just in the last few minutes of the class, um, verse 27, this word yet once more signifies the removing of those things which are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Słowa jeszcze raz wskazują, że rzeczy podlegające wstrząsowi ulegną przemianie, ponieważ są stworzone, aby ostały się te, którymi wstrząsnąć nie można. Here's the practical part. I tu jest część praktyczna. Anything emotional in our life. Wszystko, co jest emocjonalne w naszym życiu. And not based on the Bible. A nie oparte na Biblii. Can be shaken. To tym da się potrząsnąć. Sometimes there are things that we live in our opinions, our emotions. Czasami są rzeczy, które, kiedy, gdzie żyjemy right. w naszych opiniach, w naszych emocjach. And a, a trial comes, Przychodzi próba. And then everything is just like, oh my gosh, you know. And, uh, and, and we find out that the foundation was emotional. I, I odkrywamy, że fundament był emocjonalny. Does God reject us? No, He doesn't. He just does that because He wants to say, look, this is not a solid foundation in your life and I want to strengthen that. Bo Bóg mówi, nie, popatrz, bo chcę powiedzieć, że popatrz, to nie jest solidny fundament w Twoim życiu i ja chcę to wzmocnić. In 2001 I was in Chile, country of Chile. W 2001 roku byłem w Chile. And I remember them talking about an earthquake that they had in the 60s. Oni rozmawiali o trzęsieniu ziemi, które mieli w latach 60. I zmarło 5 tysięcy ludzi. I większość kraju została zdewastowana. I do tego czasu oni odbudowali wszystko z lepszymi fundamentami. God shakes our life. Bóg potrząsa naszym życiem. He wants us to rebuild with truth from the Bible. Objectivity. If we fail, it's not the end. It's just that God says that that failure happened because uh, the wrong foundation was there and I want to rebuild something that is stable. Bóg mówi, że to, ten upadek miał miejsce, ponieważ był niepłaściwy fundament i ja chcę zbudować coś, co jest stabilne. Sometimes people get really condemned when they fall down. Ludzie naprawdę czują się tacy naprawdę potępieni, kiedy upadają. And they say, I failed God. I mówią, że zawiodłem Boga. You know, and God knew that was going to happen. Bóg wiedział, że to się wydarzy. The point that God is trying to get at is that He wants to rebuild unstable things in our life with the stability of His Word. I chodzi o to, że Bóg chce po prostu zmienić i postawić nowy fundament, który jest stabilny, pochodzący z Jego Słowa. Lastly, look at verse 28 together Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and with godly fear. Troszkę inaczej. Przedo okażmy się wdzięczni my, którzy otrzymujemy Królestwo niewzruszone i oddawajmy cześć Bogu, jak to jest miłe z napożnym szacunkiem i z bojaźnią. Tam jest we have grace, tak? Że tam mamy łaskę. A jak jest polski? Że okażmy się wdzięczni. Ja mam pytanie, czy to jest 
ponieważ otrzymujemy Królestwo Niezmienne, trwajmy w łasce, dzięki której będziemy służyć tam, jak się Bogu podoba, z pobożnością i bojaźnią. Ekumeniczna. Okay. So the point here is that grace makes us thankful. Right? Thankfulness is the internalization and reciprocation of grace. Reciprocation. Wow, good job. Let's think of some hard words you can't translate. Uh, What is the one thing in our life that's going to make things very stable for us? The grace of God. When the grace of God is what I'm internalizing, it's going to create a foundation in my life that cannot be shaken. If I'm not thinking in grace, then my life is going to be very unstable, very emotional. Right? If I don't believe that God is gracious, I'm going to be very emotionally, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a psychological wreck. You know, I, I'm just... I, you know, without grace, we live in fear. We fear that God is against us. God hates us. But when we understand grace, grace means what God wants to do in our life despite us. Sometimes people say, well, you know, um, God saved me by grace, but I have to keep myself by works. Czasami ludzie mówią, że Bóg zbawił mnie z łaski, ale teraz muszę zachowywać siebie w oparciu o uczynki. That was the problem the Galatians had, wasn't it? Taki problem mieli Galacjanie. They said we're saved by grace. Mówili, że są zbawieni z łaski. But now we have to enter into a works program. Ale teraz musimy wkroczyć w program uczynków. So God will stay happy with us. Żeby Bóg był zadowolony z nas. Here's another example. And that's wrong. That's wrong thinking. That, that was the problem the Galatians Paul said, If you started in faith and in the Spirit, who hypnotized you so that you don't, so now that you live in the flesh? Um, sometimes when we are living our life as a Christian, we fall down and fall down and fall down and fall down in unbelief, in fear, or whatever it is. Um, and then we run to God and we say okay God I'm so sorry I tried and I tried and I tried but I can't do it so I'm coming to you help me Help, and, and then we and we say, I'm sorry, I'm so embarrassed. And, <laughs> and what is God doing? God is rejoicing. He's like, not Eszcze. You know, like you're coming to me. You should have done this from the beginning. And, and we interpret going to God as failure. Like, okay, But when we go to God from the beginning, and every day just say, Lord, I need your help. I need you to lead me, guide me. 
mówimy, że Boże potrzebuje Twojej pomocy, prowadź mnie. To wtedy doświadczamy mocy Boga. Myślę, że Bóg chce błogosławić nasze rodziny, nasze małżeństwa, nasze osobiste życie, wykształcenie, edukację, pracę. Our own work system. Nie w oparciu o nasz system uczynku. But he wants to do, God wants to do this according to his grace. Ale według swojej łaski. And because if did we did we begin in grace or did we begin in the in the power of the flesh? Bo czy zaczęliśmy w łasce czy zaczęliśmy w mocy ciała? We we began in grace, didn't we? Zaczęliśmy w łasce. And if we continue in grace. A jeżeli będziemy trwali. Then we're not going to have the Christianity that is like manic. A manic depressant is one day he's extremely happy and, and the next day he's like depressed. And this is, this is, this is the stage just before schizophrenia or just before mental illness. Right? God doesn't want us to live in manic Otherwise, we are just unstable and we are, we are emotional and um, we, we are just doubting God. And that's what the writer, and I'm going to finish with this, that's what the writer of Hebrews is saying. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Jesus won the victory over all of the enemies. The flesh. Jesus beat the flesh. Jesus beat the devil. Jesus beat the world system. And the writer is saying, guard this. Remember, the battle is the Lord's. And this is what I want you to remember from this class. Okay? That the Lord has won the battle. And we can trust Him. And if we know that Jesus won the battle, there's not going to be a lot of a lot of shaking and a lot of noise in our life. Amen. Any questions? Does anybody have any questions?